We're talking life application this morning. I was having a great, great conversation with my wife on this because we're literally using this in our life now and saying, okay, what is our genius? What is our competency? And what is our frustration? So literally my conversation as this relates to my spouse is what can we outsource? That is her frustration, my frustration. Welcome to the Consultant and the Coach Podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Josh. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Uh, great. We've had amazing weekends. We've had some really good insights on everything from life to work. And we just had a great weekend, didn't we? Yeah, I got to ride in a car for six hours, including with your son. When with my, my, my son. And, and another friend. So, so that, not, was, uh, we, we practiced, that was insightful. We practice what we preach. <laughs> um, that is not what this podcast is about. I don't want to hear about my insight. Life, your, well, life anyway. applications. Life applications. Okay. Well, we can go into that if we'd like to. But hey, this is uh, part three of a four-part series on Lencioni's six types of working genius on life application. And devotional for this morning or for today is out of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Yep. And what we're doing here with Working Genius is, you know, as we see in Proverbs, we want to draw out what is in our heart. How mm-hmm. has God made us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, hey, just do it to do it. No, he yeah. made you a way, certain way. He made me a certain way. Mm-hmm. We're both married, we have kids, and we want to draw out how God has created those around us yeah. for His glory. Yeah. yeah, And that's where we're going today. Right. So, so today, as life application of the six types of working genius in life, where do you go first, Josh, when you think of yourself or your yeah. family or those you're around? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, you know, there's the, the book has a few good examples about... Um, facilitating conversations in church, for example, in service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's also good applications to our family, trying to set up our uh, our marriages and, all, and our families for success. Um, another one I thought of, and you and I like this one, hopefully our audience does too, because we always come back to it, but it'd be really interesting, like, if you were going to build a good running team, mm. right, so, or a good pick a team, basketball, yeah. football, and you were going to try to figure out how to apply the working genius to a team like setting aside the fact that obviously in running for example you need the fastest runners in football you need like the biggest strongest people <laughs> yeah is there a is there a uh, synergy you somehow can create by combining those giftings differently with like a running team right? oh absolutely absolutely yeah. so pick your team yeah. you need to let's do let's do something easy let's do basketball typically in basketball you got your guards forwards and center yep you know you have three and grant i'm not going to get into fine details but basically your big men are in your centers because they're taking up space in the paint whereas your point guards tend to be shorter quicker now there's always exceptions to the rules same thing with working genius in our life and so for example we're talking life application this morning i was having a great great conversation with my wife on this because we're literally using this in our life now and saying okay what is our genius? Mm-hmm. What is our competency? Mm-hmm. And what is our frustration? So mm-hmm. literally my conversation as this relates to my spouse is what can we outsource? Mm-hmm. That is her frustration, my frustration. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, because she's like, well, we were talking about this, and she's like, well, there are six types, Eric. At best, if we happen to have the same two on each way, that's still two deficiencies. So in any relationship, there's always going to be an area of deficiency where you'll either be in competency or we're forced to work in our frustration. What right. do you do? Right. Yeah, no, I think it's the same for a lot of these, and, I, and I'm not going to comment too much on mine mostly because that'll be our next episode. Mm-hmm. But I think um, that'll be a chance to get into those, and I think I, sh- I share that um, observation, and I'm going to give some thoughts on that one just of my own life and how that that fits. Um, but I do think, you know, I wonder if you think about, you know, going back to the basketball analogy, if you're putting together a team, right? I mean, if you're thinking about your center as, like, the finisher, Right, then you want someone who's like that tenacity mindset, right? Like they want to be right. Versus like your guard is like the creative type, like they're the ones who are inventing, you know, as they go, and you know maybe your forwards or some other aspect of of the the working. I was just trying to decide how do you apply that to um, sports, right? And building teams, and you know we talked about a lot about the importance of you know belonging to a team, and a lot of the other soft things that you're trying to teach kids beyond just the mechanics of the whatever the sport is mm-hmm. right um and and is there a way to sort of draw out of them their best by helping them not necessarily understand their working genius but do you sort of put them in a position to succeed if you knew what their working genius was well and one of the things that lencioni has said and it's in the book but i've also heard him say this in his podcast is the working genius gives us permission to not be great at things as well too. Mm-hmm. And so what what I've heard is, and I was talking to uh, a team member at work last week and they were just saying, um, this is really cool. They said, I feel guilty because I am not great at this. Mm-hmm. Now that was nothing mm-hmm. I put on them, but they mm-hmm. flat out just told me, I feel guilty because mm-hmm. I don't feel good at this. Well, what that means is that's an area of frustration for them. We can beat them up over that or we can say, yeah, that's not your sweet spot. You're uh, in football. You are six foot six, three hundred and forty pounds, and you want to be a speedy wide receiver. No. God did not make you that way. He's just not who you are. No, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it gives us the permission if someone is not great in something. Now there is a time it, an offensive guard needs to run down field and block, mm-hmm. but they cannot do that every single play. That's on exception. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the working genius does. And one of the things that you've said many times already is we still have to work in our areas of frustration. There is a time to get your licks in and to figure some things out. Because if we were just to say, okay, uh, 16-year-old Johnny, let's figure out your working genius and never hang out in your frustration. Uh, There is a time to work out in those areas, to learn about yourself. Right, right. Absolutely. No, and I think think probably, you know, the working frustration, one, you don't fully understand it until you experience it many times, mm-hmm. right? So you don't fully understand what that even looks like. Um, the other thing, again, trying to stay out of my own um, specific assessment, but I think one of the things I was struck by both in the reading of the book and taking the assessment is I might answer questions differently depending on the place I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't actually sure how apl- how widely applicable the working genius was. Right? Okay. Like, so like, there's certain aspects of working genius that um, you know I can see apply to aspects of my work, but then I don't do them at, don't like to do them at home or vice versa. Like there's certain roles. Like one Ooh, of the things I, one of the things yeah. I've had to learn to do, and some of this <clears throat> maybe it just makes my working genius more complex to work out. But you know, growing up, we talked a lot about 
number of aspects of both of our childhoods, but one of the things as I've reflected on this is um, growing up, I had to learn to adapt to different situations kind of growing up in terms of lots of things in childhood, but then pretty th- those things sort of applied to because I had to sort of operate above my uh, station mm-hmm. <laughs> as a six or eight year old, had to sort of be more of an adult in the house for lots of reasons. And um, <clears throat> I learned early on how to adapt to a situation. So let me give you a quick example. I went, uh, when I was 18, I went, spent the summer in Ocean City, Maryland, working with a church on a bunch of cool beach ministry work. It was pretty fun. But I remember because I was on the West Coast school schedule and the other, everyone else was on the East Coast school schedule, mm-hmm. I was a few days late, which didn't, wasn't a big deal in the grand scheme, and, and they were happy to have me. But the team of eight, nine of us who ran kind of the ministry for the summer, because then we'd have youth groups come for a week at a time, and we were there the whole, whole summer. Um, and we'd sort of manage... 80 to 100, 80 to 120 uh, youth group members through sort of the weekly stuff. And we were sort of the anchor people who were there all summer. Anyhow, it was interesting. Um, I showed up, and they had already obviously built quite a bit of team cohesion in four or five days of being mm-hmm. with each other 24 hours a day nonstop, and they're picking me up from the airport. And, you know, it's sort of exciting because you're meeting new people, and you don't know what you're stepping into, and it's going to be a big leap of faith to drive, fly across country and... Um, show up and um, and I remember <laughs> they said wow great we're Josh we're so glad you're here um, we've got a great team and uh, we would like you to uh, we really are hoping that you are uh, able to play the guitar lead our <laughs> music ministry and that you love basketball and would like to lead our basketball ministry and if you've met me I'm five six I'm terrible at basketball and at the time I didn't know how to play guitar and I went uh, yep, I can do both. No problem. <laughs> so you volunteered, and to so play I the led guitar. the basketball ministry, and I learned how to play guitar. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that about you, man. <laughs> That's the summer I learned. I haven't played in a long time. I still have it at home. My kids like it when I take it out. But um, point being, the working genius was funny to me because I am not sure that the working geniuses I have, at least, apply to every scenario because Ooh, I've one. learned to adapt. I don't know what I'm better at. I don't know if I'm better at a couple of key geniuses or I'm better at being able to cover for said frustrations and, and competencies by showing up and being the thing that a group needs better. Because as a consultant, what I'm able to do is I can come in and you say, well, we need this. Great. Yeah, I can say your, yes. Here's your statement. And then work. I go back, to my, go back to my whiteboard and I go, oh, shoot, how am I going to do this? <laughs> but I think <laughs> And I work, figure it out as part of invention. But the work, working genius would say, Josh, of these six, what do you want to do? What are your two favorite areas that just cause you to light up in a good way? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that that's where, you know, I'd be curious how other people, as, as this sort of rolls out, people could be using this. It'd be interesting to see how people apply these things to different scenarios in their life because mm-hmm. even just some of the questions in the assessment I thought to myself well if I'm at home I answer it one way if I'm with my church I might answer it a different way if I'm at work I answer it a different way and here with you I might answer it a different way mm-hmm. um, so I wasn't sure if that was a criticism of the working genius a reflection of my geniuses I wasn't understanding or um, just the fact that obviously is you know in my first the first podcast I gave it a C minus. It's it's narrow in its application to something mm-hmm. right as well. It's not a comprehensive solution. So let me give you my life application. Yeah. So this you know this is not deep, but it is deep when you think about it. So this weekend I'm 
painting a room in our house. Ah, okay. And finished it last night, and everything was over. And I, one of the things I love to do when a project's over, I'm just I'm sitting in the room in my house. I used to be a commercial painter, so I was admiring my work. But I just sat down like, man, this looks good. And I just sat there and looking at it and looking at all the corners and what I could have done differently. But it wasn't in like an overanalyzing way. It was it was wonder is what mm. it was. Oh man, this and and I do this with a lot of people. When a project is done, I just love looking at it. Mm-hmm. So for me, the working genius of wonder, I love doing that. And it was yeah. one of those things. It was at my house, and I just sat there and wondered. And then um, another thing is I was then walking through my house and like, okay, I would love to eventually push this wall out. And when we remodel our house, this is what I want to do. And then I was like, what am I doing? Invention. Because I was working on the podcast in my head. What do I love to do in my own personal life? So that's how life application. I'm not going to be a professional painter ever again, hopefully. But I love to wonder and invent things. But if you ask me, hey, Eric, uh, galvanize the kids. Now, galvanizing is my working frustration. That just sounds horrible. And even when... you run a cross-country program with 100 kids and all their families? I do. That's very galvanizing. It it can be. And I figured out a way around that. (laughs) I'm going to figure out how to get around, get you off that. (laughs) But I've already fixed it. Oh, you have? Yeah. and, And you know, I have a coach that has been recruited... And I have enabled her, and she is one of the most galvanizing people you know. Great. And you know, she's in charge of all the eight and unders. Oh, I know. And you know who I'm talking about. But this is is where I I am so low at galvanizing. But here I have a coach who's onto our team. I mean, she leads middle school youth group. You know she has the gift of galvanizing. And she loves doing this. She does. She does. She's really good at it. So what have I done? Please take this coach. It is all yours. And so in life, that is something I'm not good at galvanizing. I don't want to galvanize. I want to write workouts. I want to wonder. I want to invent things. And the galvanizing part of like hurting eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds, that is all hers. So remind me where tenac- tenacity fell in yours. Uh, that, that's also at the bottom. So, Ten- so, here's, so here's another way I, I struggle with genius then. Mm-hmm. Is the way you described how you felt after you completed the room. Wonder. See, that's not tenacity. See, tenacity would suggest that you you actually took great joy in completing the project. And it sounded like that's what you were feeling, was you were feeling this this sense of like completeness. No, no. so here with tenacity, tenacity is the ability to finish it. Right. That is not my gift. So finishing it, you did not enjoy. Oh, not at all. I hated every bit. Now, I finished it because... I can't move furniture until it's done. And it was done at 9.15 no, no, last no, night. No, I had, we had a yard project last night. We and so understanding tenacity is like, okay, I've learned to accomp- accommodate for my areas of frustration by putting in false deadlines. I mean, there's no, it was my own personal you know, project mm-hmm. besides my <clears> wife <throat> looking at me. I'm like, you really didn't finish it again. But other than that, there were no consequences if I didn't finish the project. Mm-hmm. But once it was done, then I hung out in the wonder. Got it. So and it's, even it's... and even in my coaching, one of the things that's, I, I, I don't have the gift of tenacity. Now, there are certain deadlines for every race. There is a race deadline. Everyone needs to be entered by 9 p.m. on Thursday. Right forces me to get things done doesn't mean i like it the person person with the gift of tenacity uh would be my wife 
uh, something's due on Sunday, she has it done by Wednesday. <laughs> oh my God, really? Why would you do something that early? But she has the gift of tenacity. Right. right. It's great. And so I think a lot of it's just understanding where we fall into it. Mm-hmm. And in our house, I, just because it's an area of frustration with tenacity does not mean I can ignore it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. someone's like, oh, this is my only genius. I'm only going to do these two things. Maybe if you're as rich as like a Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or you name it, then you can just say, I'm only going to do these two things. Eh, I don't know. Life has a way of giving you all six, whether you like well, it Well, that's, that's true because no even, even with them, they might say in business, I'm going to do all this. Uh, their spouses left both of them as well. Well, I was going to say they failed in some aspect. Of, Absolutely, you know, because they ignore that area so we have we do have to do all six in life yeah our kids have to do all six in life yeah but i think we can hang out in our areas of giftedness Mm -hmm. more than our areas of frustration so what do you think about childhood so i think oh yeah i think about childhood is a period in life where effectively you're learning to wonder and invent everybody we should absolutely so I guess, how do you think about kids and enabling them around these in light of the fact that generally we tend to, are we viewing childhood too myopically? If we're sort of viewing childhood as a space to wonder and invent, if there are kids who have that as a frustration that develops later on, or does that develop later on because of some other things that we're not doing correctly in childhood? Like, which which comes first? I I think, well, I think with our kids, you know, both, I mean, you have three kids, I have four. Our role as parents is we need to give our kids all six. Hmm. Okay. So give, we give need, expose we need them to, to all six. Oh, absolutely. Let them get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Let them, yeah. Absolutely. And so, for example, even wonder, you know, at church, our ch- our kids should learn to glory in the, just, you know, at, at God and the creator. How mm-hmm. Teach them wonder, but also invention. Hey, you have a problem here. What's a way around this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Discernment. Good versus evil. I have one kid. One of my kids does not have the gift of discernment. Hands down. <laughs> Love her to death. Not yet. Thoroughly naive. Not yet. That's but, a life experience thing. So maybe that's discernment. It's life experience. Well, she's going to have to get a little bit of it. Yeah. Well, whether you help her. <laughs> We're like, Life's hey, going to find it for her. Don't worry. Well, it will. Yeah. <laughs> but galvanizing, there comes a point to galvanize someone. Another one of my kids out of the room has the gift of galvanizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just like, oh my, doesn't even have to try. And she's recruited 10 kids to youth group, another five kids to the cross country team. Right. She so has the gift of, like if, 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 if she were to get a hold of you, you would not realize it, but you like to play with, well, as a kid, you like to play with Barbies too, even though you're a, an older man. You're like, I didn't realize this because she galvanized you. She, sure, she, she, she has, has how that. great it is. I know which one your kids are talking about too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think my middle son's that way too. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he oh funny. yes, he does. Yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday, at church, they announced uh, a cider a cider press, which is coming up this week, which is really cool. Um, anyhow, and and the pastor, as he should, said, you know, hey, invite your friends, right? And he's thinking like adults invite your family friends, and he immediately rattles off like two or three friends he wants to invite. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, okay, we could talk about it afterwards. And he's like, no, no, but I wanted like a, like, I'm not inviting him right now. We're mm-hmm. in the middle of the service. <laughs> but we could talk about it later. <laughs> but he was all in on inviting his friends and galvanizing people around this, uh, this uh, event. So, <laughs> And so of my kids, one of my kids has the gift of enablement. Mm-hmm. Didn't get that from me, but she totally has that gift. And my other kid, 
um, who's now in college, she has, you wouldn't think of it, but she thoroughly has the gift of tenacity. Is mm. She just always gets things done and finishes it. To she the is point like your where, wife. Oh, yes. She, she thoroughly gets that from yeah, her yeah, saying, yeah. Um, yes, that is why you were valedictorian. Yes, that is why you have a 4.0. Because I got to the point where I'm like, okay, this is good enough. A 3.8 is going to get me into whatever college I want to. Sure. That's good. That's good. You're, I, I you're wrapped it what on you needed. Yeah. where she was like, no, I've got to finish it. I've got to have the A, 93% or above. And this is understanding. This is how our kids are. Or this is the life application. I love this about the working genius. Yeah, yeah, and I think it helps. Does bring a simpler explanation for for parents and and how to sort of recognize and expose your kids to all the different types, right? And then you begin and actually learn. You learn about your kids, therefore you can help them learn about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. This back to this, you know, draw out of deep water. Well, I think the um, the scripture we read today, basically, parents are sort of the first ones to help us should be the ones to help us sort oh, of expose absolutely. and draw that out, right? Because we help see, like, look, you're really good at this. You're not so good at this. And, mm-hmm. and I know that's one of the things as parents we struggle with is <clears throat> trying to help our kids believe that they're loved equally and parented differently, right? And, oh, and that's holding messy. that intention. Yeah, that is good. Right, mm-hmm. it's hard. And it's, it's hard biblical. to hold that intention. But this working genius, you know, gives, gives one, one of probably several tools you could use to help um, – at least show that your kids how they're different and to appreciate those differences, mm-hmm. right? And that it's okay that one is really, you know, gifted in this way and one's gifted in this way. And um. and we do a disservice to our kids as well as our workers if we say everyone has to be the same. Right. No, we don't. Yeah, no. We were created thoroughly differently. Right, And, right. and this is where, obviously, I, I have four kids. Same four kids came from the same mom and the same dad. This is what's fascinating yeah. is you would think with genetics we'd be a little bit more similar. But, I mean, go back to biology, how you can mix and match chromosomes and all sorts of other things or genes, not chromosome genes. We have four very, very different kids, which is beautiful. That's how God created us mm-hmm. to complement one another. Yeah. And this is why we're not meant to do life alone. We're not meant to do family alone. We're not meant to do church alone. Yep. We're meant to do it together. And that's the beauty of the working genius. Yep. Yep. No, I think it's, I think it is a good tool for helping to have these hard conversations, complex conversations. Oh, yes. Family and service and community. Um, and uh, so I think it's, uh, I think it's great. I think next up, right? We're next up is you. Me, right? Are you okay. ready to dial I'm down ready. on so. Josh's working genius? Next time. And I'm None of it will surprise you. you, by the way. You've already, we've already talked about it. I don't know. I think some will. We, you might even surprise yourself. A little bit. But that's next week and next podcast. Sounds good. So until then, uh, go to theconsultantthecoach.com. Uh, if you're listening to this on either YouTube or Twitter, uh, TikTok or any other of those, do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review, thumbs up, subscribe. That really helps get the podcast out to others. But until then, thanks for listening to The Consultant with Coach.